my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you're listening. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lamberth, recording this episode for Sunday, October 29th, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to shows. Give this one a five-star review. Let everybody know why you like it. Because it's simply the right thing to do. And if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival and subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 683. There's no guests. It's just me sitting here in my apartment On a beautiful Saturday morning, I would say right now it is about 63 degrees and sunny. I already started my day pretty well. I got up early. I went to go get my car washed at this nice car wash place. They did a great job. The last time I was a little skeptical, I was like, what are you guys doing? Because if you can make my my, my 2016 Ford Fusion look like a brand spanking new car like just off the just off the assembly line you could do that for my <laughs> my Honda my Accord you know so uh they did I, I looked better this time around when they when they did it and um so that was nice and then I went to this bagel shop that I I just googled like bagels around me or breakfast spots or whatever and it was a place like three minutes away that I didn't even know existed and I've been driving through that area for years, but it's it's never been it's been to go when I got off work. So I would have never really known about that place. Uh, but I think I did stop in that little strip mall before, but it would always be close. So, I, so that might be the new spot whenever I get my car washed, get up early and uh, go to that. Have some breakfast, go to that bagel spot. Um yeah, and then I, I uh, kind of was a little, little busy, not busy, but just running some errands. I, I had to go uh, get a gift for somebody at this uh, at Total Wine. And so I got, they opened at nine and I pulled up at 8.50. I was surprised to see like people standing outside waiting to go in. Like it's, like it's their version of Madden in the early 2000s, you know. I thought that was funny, uh, ready to get their drink on, but... Some people take that really seriously. And I like to indulge in an adult with an adult beverage every now and then. But I was telling someone it's like 
It's hard when you're going out and drinking because you have to drive back. And that's never I've never been a big drinker. But what I what I like to do, I think most of you know that that most of you that listen to this show know that like if, you know, adult beverage, watching a nice art house movie and uh, that's lighting a candle. That's the way I like to do it. But every now and then it's always good to do that. I had a show on Wednesday and I just I gave my drink ticket to a guy uh, who sat beside me. Uh, before the show and he I said oh are you a comic he was like no and uh he's are you a comic it's like yeah he's like he said something and I was like oh you don't want this life dude (laughs) you don't want this dude and I just after my set I just gave him my drink ticket I hope he enjoyed it um yeah so this has been a really busy uh, eventful and really good week busy with TPS reports um, um, I flew in, flew back home from Florida. Florida was fun. The last week I talked about the the first part. I had just at the time at the time I posted that episode, I had done one show there. So just to fill you in on the last part of the trip, um, the first show I opened for Tim Meadows. I did two shows with Tim Meadows. And then I ran over to the smaller room at the Boca Black Box and closed out the shows that I was headlining. And it was really fun. My shows were lightly attended, but I think everybody that went, they were a good show. They were really good shows. And it kind of forced me. It's it's like what I was talking to um, Molly Brenner about, about building your kind of like an RPG, like when you're building your your uh, XP, like your experience points and getting better. And even though the crawl, even though, even though the crawl, even though the crowd was small and mighty, uh, I still was like charged up and, and I had energy. I didn't want to check out them. And then it, it caused, it caught, it sparked some really cool and interesting moments. Uh, those, those last two shows. And it was just, I kind of had, I felt like I did, in 2020, when I felt like I was turning a corner and then COVID, you know, sort of shut everything down. But uh, I felt back to either back to that level or just um, or just another turning point in my uh, career as a comedian, because I said, this is like a make it or break it. I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to just like lower my energy just because there's not that many people there and I think those people had a really good show and uh the people I gave them a really good show and I kind of had these epiphany this one epiphany moment where I was like oh that that can go in the act that was like this moment that was like oh shit all right that was a real a real moment that I I hope I can recapture and hone um you know, so that so it was just a really, really good weekend. And I, I got to work with Tim Meadows, who's somebody uh, that I grew up watching, uh, a guy that was always on my television in childhood and adulthood. I really he was the you know, it was him and Tracy Morgan. But for a while, it was him, the only black dude on that show. And uh, it was um, it's crazy this how this business you can be in front of people that you grew up watching 
And I was so glad he was nice. He was super nice. My only thing was, I wish I could have talked to him more, like shot the shit, but I had to, I had to headline my own shows. But um, I did get to ask him. I said, you know, look, I was like, hey, I was like, I got one nerd question for you. And I asked him about this sketch that he had uh, called Perspectives, where he played this late night, early slash early morning talk show host. And it was kind of absurd. And I asked him if he based it on this this guy named late great Gil Noble, who had a similar show. And he was like, no, you know, something that Al Franken and this other guy. Wrote. And then he we just got to talking a little bit. And um, yeah, he was really nice. And then I, I opened for him the first show. And um, and then I, right after I got off stage, I went and ran into the other room and closed out the show, then opened up the show again. And then I got to watch. I didn't get to watch much of Tim Seth, but I watched him like his last couple minutes. And I was just sitting in the background and, and uh, he didn't know I was out there, but he was just he just I heard him say I saw him say. Give it up for Chris Lambert, man. Wasn't he funny? I just I just met him tonight. I love him. He was really funny. So that meant a lot. Like because uh, I had an experience last year that was shitty with a another black comic who was uh, who was famous that I grew up watching, and it wasn't so great uh, because of his own bullshit. And I haven't worked at that club since. I don't know if that was because of him, but I think it's probably because of the way. Um, the industry is where a lot of a lot of headliners bring their own openers or they have other comics uh, come and do, you know, an open stuff like that. But uh, I, I really um, appreciated that when when I got to uh, that, I got to work with somebody that I admired growing up. And uh, it was it's really, really fucking cool. Um, yeah. And the and the 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 comics were, were fun and they wanted to hang out. They were going to a bar after the show to hang out and I wanted to hang out with them. Uh, but I had a 6am flight and I needed to just, I barely slept, but, uh, I just went back to the hotel and tried to get some kind of shut eye. And thankfully the guy who gave me a ride from the movie theater on Friday of last week, uh, he, he he kept his word. He called me back. He's like, yeah, do you still want me to pick you up at four? And I was like, yep. And I was down down in the lobby at uh, 3.30. And then he hits me with a text. I see him, who I thought was him, pull up. And he was like, I was like, I'm, outside. I'm ready. I'm ready for you. He, and he took me um, 60 bucks like, like we had talked about. And um, I was back to Jersey. Um, and the flight was... I had fallen asleep on the flight and then I kind of woke up and I was feeling kind of a little woozy, but it was just cause I, I didn't, I think it was just cause I didn't eat anything. And as soon as I was feeling kind of like not great, they were like, do you want, do you want any like pretzels and, or, or in a drink? I was like, yep. Give me some pretzels and a ginger ale. And, um, and it was good. And I felt better. And I just kind of watched my iPad um, and it was a good, ended up being a good flight and, uh, hung out with a, with a friend later on that night and then just TPS reports all week. And, um, I, 
So I'm doing my TPS reports. I think it was, I think it might have been Tuesday. And I'm sitting here. I, I get a sitting here actually where I'm sitting right now, and I get a call from my manager. I was like, oh, it's kind of early. And he was like, oh, oh, hey man. He's like, sorry to sorry to keep you. Uh, what did he say? He said, sorry for the 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 delay or something like that. I was like, what are you talking about? He's always kind of he tries to be cryptic sometimes. And he's like, yeah, you know. Um, you're gonna you have a, an audition at the comedy cellar and i know we had been trying to work on that and i've been working on a set to you know send to Esty who books the club and um and i was like oh cool and i said do you know when he said i don't know yet and then he then he called me back like 10 or 15 minutes later he's like friday at nine o'clock and i was like all right and then i like hung up the phone and i just got super emotional uh, try not to get emotional during this uh, pod, but uh, we'll see what happens. I've cried before in this fucking thing. So I just started thinking about like, I kind of felt like LeBron James when he won the first championship and, and in Miami and he was like, it's about damn time. But I, I did get emotional. I started crying. I was thinking about my dad and uh and my mom but particularly my dad because he would have been proud i remember him just being a, a cheerleader for me and just being like a dude that supported my dreams and uh, uh when i was little and i fell in love with comedy uh Uh, I used to used to watch Def Comedy Jam and uh Martin Lawrence was uh, my favorite comic, and uh, he was from he's from PG County, <clears throat> where I'm from. I used to watch his show religiously, watch Def Comedy Jam, watch it like on Friday night. Get up in the morning, rewatch it. Used to tape it, and then I used to tape hold up uh, my tape recorder, the tape tape recorder like the boom box and record sit it on a desk and uh record the audio to the tape and then listen to the stand-up before i went to sleep i was like 13 years old and uh i remember when his first album came out talking shit <laughs> and i had no business listening to that but uh my dad approved and I would wear that tape. I now I'm surprised I didn't even wear that tape out. We used to ride around listening to it everywhere we went. He'd pick me up from school, and then Martin had that that special "You So Crazy," and uh, my it was NC seventeen. I was nowhere near seventeen, and my, I remember my dad taking me to um, 
that movie theater in Marlow Heights and going to see it and just like you just supported it. And uh, just ever since I was a kid, that's what I wanted to do. I remember trying Martin went to Eleanor Roosevelt High School and I wanted to go just because he went there. Like, I don't know why, but just like I was a psycho and uh, I did. I took the test and didn't get in. <laughs> but Mac Bishop McNamara was a great college prep school. Great school. Um, and just he was somebody that supported and when I started doing comedy. He he just supported me. And uh, when everybody else what the hell is he what is he doing it's, it's hard to do that it's just hard to be in show business and everything like that and he just supported me and uh it was just and and I and I said you know and he he was um I just started thinking about him just get that just got emotional like I am now and he always supported what I wanted to do even when people said Ah, oh, you shouldn't. You should come home. It's this and that. You blah blah blah. This and that. He can't. And uh, he just believed in me, and he saw it in me when I didn't see it in myself. And he said, "All you need is a shot. You're already good. All you need is a shot." And I got that shot. I got that shot on Friday night. And it just so happened that I had a show. On Wednesday, shout out to Lizzie Martinez, who runs Savage at uh, Logan's Run in Park Slope. And it was just kind of kismet that that show happened. And it was just two days before the show at the cellar. And I had worked. I'd worked in Florida, got some good shows in, got some reps in and just felt really good about my act. And um, I'm just going to let just let you in on there's on uh, there's hundreds of you that listen to this. So it's not really, you know, um, you know, so it's just it's a small amount of people that listen to it. But I my I my dad didn't want a funeral. And uh, I felt like I did a good eulogy of eulogized him well a couple of years ago when I did the um, talked about re-aired his episode that he did 10 years ago. And I was thinking to myself, if I ever got on TV, like The Tonight Show or something like that, doing a late night spot, I know it's not the same anymore. People always talk about that as different and everybody's on YouTube and things like that. But there's still certain things that mean something. As far as show business is concerned, it means something to me. And I was thinking about what I was going to talk about, what my set was going to be. And... um I was like, yeah, I was listening to failed running back. I was just going to give him some a stuff. And, um, and I was talking to my manager and his assistant about it. And I was like, I think I'm just going to, and maybe just talk about dating. And my manager was like, ah, it's everybody talks about dating. And I was like, well, the way I talk about it is going to be different, but he's like, yeah, just talk, just, you know, I was like, well, I just, I'll just talk. And he said, I'll just talk about, I said, I'll just talk about my, my dad. And he said, yeah, he said, yeah, just, that's good. Just, just treat it. It's a tonight show set. Just treat it like the tonight. And when he said that, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about my dad. I'm going to do the failed running back bit and the Dawson's Creek poster bit. 
And then I closed with the black quarterback bit. And then I once I got that locked in, I was like, that's that's what it's going to be. And um, I remember like yesterday, it was just yesterday, I was just driving around. I was running errands after work. And I had that, I had my favorite black polo dry clean. They did it early. So they got, it was ready. It was ready yesterday when I picked it up. And I said, yeah, you know, I got this audition. I'm auditioning to be at the Comedy Cellar. And uh, I just want my black shirt. And if you guys could, could you get that a little earlier than the other shirts? And they were, he was like, yeah. And he said, you're a comedian? I was like, yeah, this is my album. I have an album out. And I said, give me your phone. And I just like said, this is my album. And um, and so I didn't see him um, when I picked it up on Friday. Then I saw him coming out the back of the dry cleaners. And I said, hey, I, and I had my shirt. I said, hey, thanks so much for fixing up my shirt like that, for cleaning my shirt early. He said, oh, man, I appreciate it. He said, you're really, you're really funny, man. That that stuff about your dad and all that whole shit, I just, I just ran it back. I listened to it once and then just ran it right back, man. And I was like, oh, thank you. And um, I just... I, was, I felt like I was ready. I was just just really nervous. And I kind of thought that I had cried it out, you know, like on on Tuesday when I got the after I got the call. But I was kind of thinking about my dad when I was in Florida. And um, then I was just kind of emotional. But no, I was in, in my hotel room. Comedy is a very lonely, lonely endeavor. I was in my hotel room. And I, I, uh, I did, I did call one of my best friends that I'd known since first grade. He didn't pick up. And then I was just like looking, I was like getting ready to do the first show. And then he called me and we didn't talk about anything heavy. We just were talking. He called me back and we just had a good conversation. I always pick up where we left off. We had a great conversation. Then I got ready for the shows, but I just was thinking about him really missing him this past week. And uh, and I say, yeah, that well, that that would be a, a way to honor him at what I feel like I, I've always had this reverence and respect for the seller because of because of it's just a room. But like any other room, but um, because of the prestige it holds and all the great comics who've passed through there, my favorite comics who've, who've been on that stage uh it it felt like a, a rite of passage and i and i was there as um my manager the manager's assistant anna was there um and we talked and it was very it was great for her to be there i was so happy to just kind of like take my mind off of stuff and to just kind of shoot the shit talk and joke around and then i went down and so i had to do five minutes and I did all the jokes that I wanted to do. And it felt it felt surreal because I forgot how I didn't realize how small it was. I'd only been down there once because I was doing a I was doing somebody's podcast that was near the cellar. It was I think it was upstairs in there. They had a room up there where they do podcasts. They used to at least. This was years ago. And I just went to the bathroom down there. And I always felt like people say, you should hang out at the cellar. You should hang out. And I just felt like I don't want I want to be invited. I don't want to just show up and kind of be 
an in the way person, you know, I just I just wanted to I like the vampire shit, invite them in, you know, so I was like, you know, I, I just wanted to be ass. And the, the day finally came, I, I went down there and after I got my first laugh, I looked up and I saw like there's a mirror right across from you when you're on stage. And I just kind of saw and I'm tall, so I couldn't see my face, but I could just see that comedy seller sign on the back on the back wall and i kind of was like holy shit for a second i'm like really i'm really fucking down here i'm really i'm really doing this shit and i did my material and i the only thing i i felt like i should have done was sit in the laughs a little more but i kind of just felt and and i kind of just felt like um I got a job to do. Like, this is a, an audition. I got to make my time. I don't want to go over. So I wanted, I wanted to be respectful of the time. And, uh, but it, it, it's still, I, I, I fucking crushed. And, um, I met Esty and she, we went, I followed her upstairs and she was like, she said, very funny. And she said, I just need you to do this. I need you to give me, put, you need to write this down on your phone. And she's like, give me, you, you know, your name, your headshot, your email address, your website and your credits. And here's my email. And, uh, and I was like, all right. And I was kind of shaken a little bit. And I just um, it was pretty surreal. And I just sat in my car and I just like posted online that I had passed at the cellar. And uh, I just had. That little brother Tupac, wish me well and glory, glory on repeat as I was driving home. And I really had glory, glory on repeat a lot. And I just like it. That song kind of sunk in for me. I thought when it first it's only been out like a few weeks, maybe a month or two. But that song really just like. You know, if you're I don't know if (laughs) If you're a narcissist, but if you if you're just listening to music and you think about the lines that may or may not relate to you, like I remember when Fonte was on the show, I thought one of those lines was about something else, but he's like, no, no it's not about that. It's about this. I was like, oh, but if you but but once the song is gone, once your art has been dispersed out into the world, it's it's not your technically yours anymore. It's the 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 listener, the the person consuming it and everything like that but uh i just remember um that song really connected and i was driving back and i just i was going in the lincoln tunnel just just crying just tearing up and uh and then even today um just still like as much as I, as much as your your ego, as much as your egos, I should fucking be there. And you see people, and no dissing to anybody, but you see people that aren't as good, get past, or haven't been doing it that long. No, the people that aren't as good as you, get stuff. I let myself have those emotions, but it's like I, it, I just feel like oh, I gotta get back to work. I gotta get back to work. I gotta. Just keep my head down, use that anger and try to filter it into something that's positive. And um, yeah, so 
I, I just got emotional, but I was just really, as much as my ego is like, I should fucking be there, but I'm still humbled by it because the art form, any art form, you'll never be bigger than the art form. The art form is always going to be all encompassing and all consuming. It's never, you're never going to be bigger than the art form itself. But to finally get validation in the toughest place to do stand up at, and in the toughest city, a lot of people call the cellar to, cellar to be the mecca of comedy, one of the best clubs in New York City, probably the country, possibly the world. All those accolades that it has, whatever people want to say, it's it's uh, a place where people come to see the best of the best and to, to finally get some validation to where I've auditioned for the Montreal Comedy Festival several times, never, never booked it. I've tried to get into certain clubs, would never hear back, would try to get on some of the alt comedy shows, um, would not get an email uh, response used to work some clubs they wouldn't wouldn't work me anymore it's nothing I've said or done to anybody I haven't touched anybody inappropriately I haven't said anything uh, disparaging about any of the bookers or anything like that but for whatever reason just not being able to get my foot in the door get to participate in the reindeer games that everybody else that a lot of my peers get to do and never being considered for things. Didn't I applied for the New York Comedy Festival, did not get in. And all this time, just like seeing like I'm bumping my head against the ceiling and to finally get an opportunity to show what I can do. And I got some validation for it. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be working there all the time. It would be nice to. But to, to get a chance to perform in that, on that stage... And to be when it when it was time for me to show what I could do, I did it and I didn't buckle. I didn't waver. I, I stayed true to myself. And uh, I'm really um, I'm really humbled by it as much as I feel like I deserve to be there. I'm still humbled by it for something, you know, something that I've worked hard for. And I, I really respect the craft i love it and i'm gonna continue to try to get better that this just means that it's not over <laughs> it just uh, i'm i feel like i'm i'm just getting started i'm 43 about to be 44 in a couple months and uh i feel like i'm just getting started and, and I, i'm really thankful to um everybody that's given me stage stage time in spite of uh what um credits I have or didn't have at the time people gave me a shot everybody that did it you, you know and that listens you know who you are whether we talk or we don't you know it's I, I really uh, appreciate it the people that taken that took a chance on me and um, I'm hoping that there's more work out there there's more more work to do um, but um, yeah that 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 made me feel good. And then when I got to my car, I had a fucking ticket on <laughs> my first ticket on my uh, on my new car because I, like a dum dum, 
did not uh, pay for the parking. And I had good. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm like a five minute walk away from the club. I didn't have to pay any money. And I thought it was going to it was past the, the payment time. And most of the time I check it, but I was just so laser focused on, um, you know, just like doing what I'm doing my job. I do like getting trying to get past at this club. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's really fucking cool for somebody who's dreamed of of being a comedian since he was a kid. Maybe was too scared and didn't that that didn't start until he was 29. It's a. Uh, almost 15 years later it's, it, to to get this uh to get this type of validation is um amazing uh to finally be a part of something like completely all the clubs that didn't give me a shot that passed on me or didn't you know just like it's crazy that the the one of the best the best in the city they gave me a shot. So I'm, I'm regardless of what happens, they, they can't take that night away from me. Nobody can take it away unless uh, I, get, I get Alzheimer's or something. Um, but yeah, that that was cool. And, and right before, as I found that ill-fated parking spot, <laughs> I looked at my phone and I got... Uh, accepted into the San Francisco Sketch Fest, the SF Sketch Fest, which is one of the top uh, comedy festivals in the country. And uh, that's really prestigious. And it was really cool to get that. So in, in sometime in January or early February, I will be doing at least one show out there. Uh, so I, maybe I'll get some some in and out while I'm there, I guess. I don't know, but I'll, maybe I'll get to see uh, my friend. Um, yeah, so that's uh, I'm excited about that. So that that that's a really it's a really good week, you know. And 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 Friday, um, I actually had a victory. Uh, I had a sneakers app victory. Um, that's almost improbable, more improbable than getting into the comedy cellar, because the sneakers app. I, I got the um the Nike Dunk the Nike Dunk Low Red Pandas and I I had seen it and I was like, oh shit, these look good. You know, like you think like I'm done after the Jordan Six Aquas. I think I'm good for the year. I should be. Um and I was like, oh, these look good. I don't really have that many SBs or whatever, and I do like the color, I like the style. And I said, you know, I'm going to go to my connect, my store that's not far from me. So I called. They were like, oh, they come out Friday. And so they didn't have them. So I, and then I went by the store. I went by the store, I believe, on Tuesday. And they said, well, just come by. You know, we might have them on Thursday. And I was going to go by there. They said, oh, we don't have them yet. And then I called later on in the day. They didn't have or whoever it was, because I met I met two of the guys and I was like, I'm Chris. You guys helped me out last week, uh, like a couple a couple weeks ago. And I loved I got the shoes and they got the Jordan sixes and I really appreciate it. I said, yeah, anytime, you know, 
And they were telling me, but then I think maybe somebody, somebody, I don't know if it was one of the same guys, but they kind of played me to the left. And I was just like, all right. Uh, I, and I knew that they were going to, and then I saw where they posted on Instagram that they were going to have the shoe at 11 a.m. on Friday. And I was thinking I was at, I was working. I was thinking like, man, well, I, I'll just at least try the sneakers app. And if they don't, I'll give them a call when they open, give this sneaker shop a call and, uh, see what's what I was like, I really kind of want these. And I don't know, some of it's the want. And then some of it's kind of like the thrill of victory too. When you don't have, you don't have that much going on in your life. You need the win. You need a dub. You need a you need to win so you can pay a a sneaker conglomerate money. You know. So it's Friday. the The drop come. The drop is at ten. They become available at ten. I'm on the app, and. uh it goes live. I hit the button and they're like, we're, we're waiting. And I, I did screenshot the thing. They're like, we're, we're waiting for your blah, blah, blah. And it's like, let's see, it's, um, I'm gonna find this screenshot. So it, it said, so they said you're in line. So once you put your, you, you got your information already stored, you click on the buy and it already has your size, you know, and it, it, this thing comes up where it says you're in line and they say removing bots, verifying submissions, checking availability. Then it says we actively remove bots to maintain a fair experience for everyone. We will notify you if we can complete your order. It is safe to close this screen. So I just screenshotted it and uh, I was just like, well, we'll see what happens. And worst case scenario, I'll try I'll try my my connect. And uh, and then I'm looking and I get the notification that it says got him. And that's the first time I've seen it. I didn't even know that shit was real. And I and I and I got him. And I was like, fuck, yeah. All right. I won't have to I won't have to stress about it. I didn't have to leave my place. I can, you know, just do my TPS reports in peace and celebrate the fact that I got those sneakers that I wanted. Um. I'm looking at StockX right now. The shoes are 125, but on StockX there for my size you can buy them for 140, 154 bucks. So, I got them at retail. So, I'm happy about that. Uh nice a nice victory cuz I the only other pair that I bought that I kind of won were the Jordan 4s, the Jordan 4 breads. And I just I think a lot of times the some most of the sneakers that I like, they look good to me and they're cool to me, but maybe they're just not maybe they're more ubiquitous than some of the other ones that I've tried. So I don't know, because the Jordan sixes, I noticed that the my connects website, they don't have my size. Um I don't know what they what they retail at now. Jordan, let me see. Jordan six. Aqua. Let's see what they are. 
so they've yeah they've dropped so i can you there you can get them for 169 i think these look fucking dope but they're just not these weren't as popular but uh maybe that's that's why i got the maybe that's why i got the win but um a win is a win either way but i i didn't like the fact that my connect that i thought i was going to have a beautiful relationship with i think i could still have one with them i was just kind of bummed that you know i would have rather gotten it from them than than nike itself but you get get in where you fit in um so this has been an overall good week i i i also next week you can check me out this week i guess as you're so this will come out come out on sunday and monday i'm going to be on the what you've been watching podcast with Sam, a.k.a. Bob from the Firestarter podcast, his new uh, podcast, movie, TV, film podcast. Well, his new his new pod, his new podcast. I talked to him and we did a pod for on Thursday. It's going to come out uh, this week. So I'm excited. I was excited to talk to him. Always enjoy him on the pod on Firestarter, but love talking movies with him because he and I have similar tastes. And we kind of get excited about the 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 same things. It's it's pretty cool that a a cool black guy likes a lot of the indie shit that I like. You know that I'm not, and like and and obviously the homie um uh Tim Hall uh Tim's a film critic, so he's he's at a different level. But it's like you know for just a it's it's cool that people that you're just not alone basically. Cause I'll, cause the stuff that I'm super excited about, like, uh, like past lives and, um, you know, he liked bottoms, he liked theater camp. So like people that, you know, those were, those are good. And I enjoy talking to that dude. So hopefully he'll come on back on this show and we'll, uh, have a good time shooting the shit about movies and, and stuff like that. Uh, in, in video game nerd news, I played about. 35 minutes the opening part of i guess maybe the cold open of of spider-man 2 for ps5 holy shit is that good now i'm thinking it's probably game of the year unless alan wake dethrones it because alan wake 2 i mean alan wake 2 dethrones it because that just dropped uh yesterday uh, as I'm recording, is on a Saturday. Came out Friday. I'm tempted to play it because it it is like a it is a survival horror game. It's a you have one of the protagonists is a black woman who's played by Melanie Liburd, who was on Power Book Two. So obviously, a black female uh, protagonist. I'm into it. You, I know I got to finish Forspoken. So I got this backlog. So. I'm going to finish Spider-Man 2 at some point. Then I'm going to go to Alan Wake. Then I'm going to go to Alan Wake 2. I think that's the plan. Um, so I hope I hope to get to that at some point. Uh, but it is really good. Some people try to be too judgy on, on these superhero games, on this Marvel game. Because, you know, like... A lot of people know the story and it's not there's only so many ways I guess you can tell these these Spider-Man stories and whatnot. But as far as it being a superhero game, it passed the test. 
this series of games, you're the this is the best superhero game series ever for a video game. Best superhero video game series. The way you can swing through the air and uh, fly. Now you can, you got like spider wings or whatever the hell they call it. You can fly. Some people say, oh, it's kind of like a Superman game. Oh, I get that. But I mean, it's pretty fucking cool. And you just got to, sometimes you got to let go of that adult mindset where you're just kind of like, oh, I would kind of do. Because the homie Andy Klein almost ruined video games for me because I love these third person games. He was kind of like, I forget the way that he said it. He was just kind of like, well, you know, it's all kind of the same. Like you got a guy or a girl walking around and it's a third person. And you got to pick this thing up and get that thing. It's the way that he said it. It was just kind of like, yeah, that's true. That is fucking true. And it's like, I don't need this right away. You know, I don't need to get this right away, but it's like, but when you immerse yourself, if you allow yourself to be immersed into the world, you can have a great time. And that's I did feel that way about God of War Ragnarok. So I I I still like that I have the capacity to do that. Um it's funny cuz I was like, "Oh, let me try to sneak in some time cuz I bought the I bought the collector's edition, the 19 inches of Venom uh pause. Shout out to Cam and Mace. <laughs> One of the best shows on YouTube. Uh, handled the Dwight Howard thing better than some of the more, uh, some of the top journalists, I would say. Mace did. Obviously, their their shit can be juvenile sometimes, but it's, fu- it's funny. But the way that Mace was talking about it, very uh, astute. Very astute. And I, I, I've grown to really enjoy that show. Uh, it is what it is. But um, 19 Inches of Venom, pause. Uh, I haven't opened up the statue yet because I got to clean my fucking apartment. But I was on my, before the show, before the show on Wednesday, I was like, I got to play for a little bit. And because uh, I was talking to Tim Hall about it. He's like, yeah, man, the first First 15, 20, first 20 minutes, you fight Sandman. It's fucking crazy. And I was like, okay, I got to And I was playing and I was like, oh, my God. And I kind of had to pry myself away <laughs> from my PlayStation. It's like, I got, I'm performing at the cellar. I need to do a spot. I need to do a spot before this show. So, I, you know, but it, it's really, really fucking fun. So I just got to try to let myself have that. Uh, and to lock in because I don't want to I don't want to grow up. There's still part of me that's a Toys R Us kid. So uh, I recommend it. It's fun. And I'm interested. I can't wait to play more and and, and enjoy it. Uh, so, I yeah, that's that's kind of all the all the stuff. I haven't been able to go to a movie yet. I really want to see Story Ave. I don't know that, that I'm going to be able to see it this week. Um I saw where it's going to open in lower Manhattan at Alamo. It's still playing at the quad, but I really want to see that one, man. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think I may see that. What, what is that? That Allison Bree at some point this week, uh, or, or, or this weekend, uh, it's that Allison Bree, John Cena movie that looks like it's going to be fun. What's the name of it? It's uh 
freelance. I didn't realize it was out. So I'm thinking maybe before the Marvels, I'm going to I'm going to see this because it looks like a fun movie and I love going to the movie. So hopefully this week I'll I'll get to see it because it'll be playing right around the corner. Um, TV wise, watch this. The still up finality finality. The still up finale on Apple TV Plus. I was talking about that last week. I like that. Uh, it's like kind of got a slow build and it ended. I don't know if it's coming back, but it ended in a way that I kind of thought it might. Um, it's a cute, pleasant comedy. The morning show. I'm not sure if I talked about it uh, last week, but I, I like it. It's it's really it's intense. It's fun. Uh, not that much of uh, Nicole Bahari being used, but uh, when she's used, uh, it's good. But I just don't want her to always just be like a fucking rabble rouser. I think that she they showed a little more vulnerability with her because of the stuff that was going on in the show. And it was good to see her be vulnerable and, and uh, not just always having to be a strong black woman. But I hope this is this means that if they do another season, she'll be a little more prominent in it in it and not just like a utility player. So I do I do like the show. I'm rocking with it. Um, and I really didn't watch anything. I did rewatch Good Boys because um, I was watching some of it on the plane. I was like, God, this is funny. That was that was like one of the the last before, like no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence came out. Uh, Good Boys was like Good Boys was 2019 and it was kind of like that was almost the last film that was kind of like raunchy and uninhibited Uh, so it was good to see that one again that was a terrific movie really funny Uh, so I hope that they get back to that it seems like seems like they're trying to so uh, yeah I think that is enough of me blabbing uh, for this week, folks, um, Patreon folks, stay tuned with some stuff. You'll have some new stuff for November. Uh, and thank you for your support and all that jazz. Thank you for everybody uh, listening. Thanks for everybody to uh, had the kind words and texts and tweets and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. And I hope that means I'll get to work with more of you soon, not just at the cellar or whatever. Because, but I hope you, I hope um, you have me on your shows and stuff. Because I want to get this work in. And so, yeah, I just appreciate everybody listening. And I will talk to you all. I'll talk to you all next time. Take it easy, everybody.